0: I'm excited to announce that my Sexy Aging Lifestyle course goes live mid-May. I offer two hours of video content broken into micro lessons to help you understand the menopause transition, the symptoms, what's happening to your body, a special focus on midlife fitness training and nutrition, as well as touching on the effects of stress, and the importance of sleep and rest. If this is something that interests you, subscribe on www.sexyageing.com so you don't miss the discounted offer for the first 200 subscribers. And welcome to my menopause memoir, chapters 9 and 10, where I cover off brain fog and memory loss. Now personally, when I think back on this, this was quite an insidious symptom and it was one that left me feeling quite inadequate in the workplace Um, and there were moments that I forgot things that were happening at my kids school and that had never happened before so it really really got me down and it got me quite concerned. Like a lot of women I thought that I might have had early onset dementia Um, but after looking into the symptoms of perimenopause when I knew that that was a symptom um, it really helped a lot to understand it. So here we go. Chapter 9, Brain Fog I would get so frustrated when my mum would start a sentence and then not finish, and the words would just trail off. I would wonder, does she think I'm a mind reader? I would listen in on conversations between her and her friends, and they all did it. Half sentences, stumbling over words, lots of laughter. Admittedly, their get-togethers were over a glass of wine or two, so I just believed it was happy hour that had them forgetting their words. This is a legitimate symptom. Brain fog kicked in early in my perimenopause transition and I can see the relationship between the lack of sleep and the inability to string a sentence together. When you're sleep deprived and working long hours, perimenopause is not the first thing you think of as a reason for this. It was obvious to me during meetings or conversations at work when I knew what I wanted to say, but instead bumbled my way through an explanation of a concept or an idea. I started to believe that I was not a good oral communicator. After years of training and educating group fitness instructors, which means speaking to an audience for eight to nine hours a day, I couldn't string a sentence together. For years as women, we worked to reach our career goals, juggle a family and home life. And then just when we've reached the peak of our careers, brain fog creeps up and creates a hot house of doubt. I started to question my 30-year career and the validity being in a position that I'd worked so hard for. Instead of questioning what could be happening to me and if this was a symptom of perimenopause, I tackled my sudden insecurities by emailing my ideas in advance and prepared answers to questions so I wouldn't feel blindsided. The impact this symptom had was damage to my self-confidence. I know a lot of women in the workforce will relate to this. I began to have the nagging sensation that I was washed up and over the hill and that I had nothing worthwhile to contribute. I'd lost my words and my voice. I felt that I should just sit down and shut up. And it dawned on me the reason why mature women in the workforce may not exactly openly speak up or contribute. It's because they've often felt the exact same way. This is an epidemic for women in the workplace. I started to reinvent myself as the wise one who sits and listens and thoughtfully answers and only when I could pull a goddamn sentence together. There is relevant research that shows how declining estrogen affects cognitive performance. The most recent studies by Dr Lisa Moscone, PhD and Director of the Women's Brain Initiative and a neuroscientist who researches Alzheimer's risks to women show that 80% of women in their menopause transition show changes to their brain. 60% of perimenopausal women are affected by brain fog but the good news is it's temporary. And now a story from one of the contributors to the book, Anna Sophia, who's a New Zealand social activist, counsellor and writer. The absolute worst symptom for me during the menopause transition was brain fog. My brain is my biggest asset and always has been. Until I hit perimenopause, I lived a busy life, always multitasking, juggling, raising children with work and living my best life. My brain is usually able to grasp complex intellectual concepts easily and also create new original ideas and act on them. I'm not naturally into physical activity, but I know I have to exercise to stay well and I relied on my brain to keep reminding me of this and also organising my life so I have time to work out. Along came perimenopause and my brain was enveloped in a cloud. I couldn't multitask at work or at home. I couldn't think about anything. It was like living life with the handbrake on. There was no impetus to exercise. I just didn't really give a fuck anymore about anything. Because I hadn't realised that brain fog was a symptom of menopause, I didn't have a handle of on what was happening. When I discovered Dr Louise Newson's website and listened to her podcast, suddenly it all made sense. I've been taking HRT in the form of estrogen and progesterone for 18 months now and testosterone for a year, Yesterday, I looked back at my journal from the months prior to starting HRT and I don't recognise myself. HRT has made such a huge difference to my life and especially the brain fog. I feel like I'm back in vivid Technicolour. I am motivated to move. I have long multi day hikes planned for the summer. I'm creative again and writing articles and I'm managing work and family with ease. Thank you, Anna. So in a study conducted by the British Menopause Society, 40% of women said that they had experienced brain fog and 50% reported to have reduced concentration and poor memory. Changing hormone levels do, in fact, affect brain function. Estrogen is essential for the normal function of memory, temperature regulation and emotions. As estrogen falls, the brain's main fuel source, glucose, decreases by up to 25%. No wonder you feel out of sorts or disconnected. So here's some tips for supporting brain fog. There are scientific studies that show an improvement to cognitive function when you manage your stress, prioritise sleep, exercise regularly, eat a plant-based menu, and keep your brain engaged. Here's what I did without knowing that brain fog was a symptom. Journal I started journaling daily first thing in the morning. This was a combination of my thoughts on how how I was feeling, and a to-do list for the day so I didn't forget things, obviously, and inspirational words and ideas I was reading. It was my way to remind myself that I was a valuable human, contributing to the world and not a shell of my former self. Meditation, just 10 minutes a day after journaling. To this day, I still find meditation challenging as my mind wanders all over the shop but I've reaped the benefits of attempting to still my mind and focus. I think of it as brain training and stress relief rolled into one. Yoga. I started yoga in my 30s to ease out my sore and tired muscles from being a full time trainer and educator who moved for nine hours a day. At the end of each day, I would lay down on my yoga mat and stretch through the poses. Over time, and with attention to breathing, I noticed that within 10 minutes of my practice there was a noticeable downshift to my energy and i could almost feel my body relaxing and floating i felt physically better and my mind was ready to tune out i've been a registered yoga teacher for 15 years now and i still practice most days single tasking i bet you never heard of that probably because you've been multitasking for years when i realized i wasn't able to multitask the way i used to and that it was impairing my ability to get anything done, I accepted that a single-minded focus would be the way forward. To get a task finished, I will set a 45-minute timer on my phone, play classical music on my earbuds, and keep working until the buzzer sounds. Reading and podcasts. I love to challenge my mind and inspire my imagination. Never stop learning, stay curious, and seek answers to questions. Try new things. And then the best challenge I ever set myself was to create a podcast, Sexy Ageing. New hobbies and interests are a great way to take the pressure down while challenging the brain to keep expanding. Exercise your mind. Crosswords, wordplay games on your phone. Learn a rap song. It's the same as muscles on your body. You've got to flex them to keep them strong. Your brain needs them too. And HRT helped me here. Within 48 hours of applying my first patch, I had my first 45 minute uninterrupted and focused work session in years. I knew what I needed to do and I didn't skip a beat. I felt I had recovered my focus and my confidence started to build again. Note that I had been experiencing brain fog for near on four years before I discovered HRT. And on to chapter 10, memory loss. What was I saying again? Again. What was I supposed to be doing again? Why am I here right now? It was so frustrating that I could move from one room to the next with a mental checklist of items to recover and tasks to do, arrive in the room and have completely forgotten what I was there for. And the timeframe would be a matter of seconds. We often joke about this symptom but it's incredibly frustrating, not to mention scary. When this has happened a number of times and you realise that you need to engage a strategy to reduce it, the dementia question raises its ugly head again. When I think about the symptom and my own mother, I do remember, <laughs> something I remember, that she started to make notes and lists at about the same age. There would be post-it notes and little pieces of paper all over the kitchen, stuck to the fridge, pinned on boards and in a notebook in her handbag. Up until I started to transition through perimenopause, I never wrote anything down to remember it. But as memory loss crept in, I gave into my obsession with stationery stores and indulged my fetish to find the next best notebook. I had one for the deliverables at work, one for journaling, one for the grocery list, and two or three backup notebooks because I couldn't leave the store without purchasing something – I would put my notebook fetish down to a love of writing, and while that's true, the notebook soon became progressively full of lists and things I needed to remember. I started to transfer some of these lists to my phone, and then, God help me, I set alarms for the tasks. I knew things had become pretty bad when I forgot a number of events at my children's school and started to feel like a bad mother. Forgetfulness was something I was very ashamed of, and it caused me great upset. I felt a big part of myself was buoyed in my ability to get a lot of things done and be highly productive. It spilled over into conversations I forgot I'd had, and even blurred my memories from my 20s and 30s. And forgetting people's names, my God, that's the absolute worst. Here's another moment where I share about my positive experience with HRT, So less than two weeks into the use of my wondrous little non-invasive regulated body identical patch, the forgetfulness has noticeably improved. I have a sense of clarity and focus that I hadn't had in some time and it feels really, really good. I'm not second guessing myself and I feel a level of personal confidence returning. I even managed to win an argument with Dave who had forgotten to pay a bill when it used to be me forgetting all the time. My answer to this was, oh no, you can't use that excuse anymore. I'm on HRT, motherfucker. (laughs) And here's a story from Jenny Grant, a dear friend based in New Zealand. The symptom I really struggled with, apart from the obvious hot flashes and weight gain, was confidence. Over the years, my confidence levels had bottomed out. I always used to worry about what people thought of me. I thought I wasn't good at my job and I really doubted myself. I felt really low about myself and my abilities. I'd been listening to your podcast and it wasn't until the episode with Dr. Rebecca Lewis, the GP from Newson Health in the UK, who talked about HRT, that I realised I might be able to do something, something to help with my symptoms. My partner and I would listen in the car on the way to work and I said to her, I'm just going to book in with my doctor and talk to her about it. To be fair, she had recommended HRT for some time, and my pushback was that I was worried about strokes. After listening to all the podcast episodes, I learnt that my concerns with HRT were unfounded. From the first patch, the change was almost instant for me. It was really weird. I remember thinking, oh my god, I'm not having sweats and flashes. I've been on HRT for nine months now, and I honestly feel like the old Jenny from before my hormones exited the building. My confidence levels are great now, I'm confident at work, in what I do, and my abilities, and I honestly feel like the gen I was before menopause. Yes, this symptom is real. Estrogen, the primary hormone responsible for keeping the brain healthy and happy, is also vital to the function of many parts of the brain and the way these parts communicate. From finding the right words, to taking care of your memory and your mood, When these hormone levels are fluctuating or low, your ability to retain information as well as how you feel is affected. It's a vicious cycle, as the more you feel your memory slipping away, the more the anxiety heightens. This becomes a big issue for women in the workforce as it affects their work performance and confidence. I know this is how I felt, because I was constantly on edge and suffering with imposter syndrome. Dr. Lisa Moscone, as I'd mentioned in the Brain Fog chapter, has published some fantastic studies that show a direct link to menopause and women's brain function. Her insights include the average age for the onset of Alzheimer's is 71 years of age for those patients who will eventually develop the disease, but the brain shows changes between 40 and 50 years old. Her studies on premenopausal versus postmenopausal women who are predisposed to Alzheimer's, where there's a family history, show a 40% decline in brain function. Here's some tips for supporting memory loss. A top tip, according to Dr. Moscone's research, is to stay hydrated. Menopause causes dryness everywhere. Include estrogen rich foods in your diet, soy, flax and sesame seeds, dried apricots, watermelon, wheat germ, beans, strawberries, fatty fish, trout, oysters and caviar, and it doesn't even have to be the top shelf kind. Ditch the keto diet. There are mixed reports for long term weight loss and it's terrible for your brain health. The low sources of carbohydrates in this diet mean there isn't enough glucose in the brain essentially starving the brain, which is disastrous for long-term brain health. Limit the high-intensity exercise. The stress hormone cortisol will cause memory loss and brain shrinkage over time. It's important that we minimize this hormone as much as possible. If you are 40+, plus listening to this and doing a HIIT or high intensity interval training workout every day or twice a day, stop now. <laughs> the recommended amount of HIT for women over 40 years old is 45 minutes in total per week. Your rest and recovery from training sessions should become a priority, so consider other forms of movement instead of the daily 45-minute grind. Your hormones and your body will thank you. Brain exercise instead. Crosswords, puzzles and new hobbies. If you've always wanted to learn a new skill, now is the time. And having suggested to pull back from high intensity daily workouts, this doesn't mean I don't support or recommend physically challenging goals after 40. Life is to be lived and your bucket list, whether it be climb Mount Everest, complete a triathlon, run your first marathon, these are important too. Just being mindful to your changing hormones and how you can manage them while getting after your goals is living life to the fullest. And if you're interested in buying the book, My Menopause Memoir, you can find it on Amazon.com.